everyone. Welcome to KBD Radio. I'm your host, Autumn Magar. It's mid-January, and we all know what that means. It's KBiz time. I'll be in Vegas with the rest of the KBDN team. You might actually catch me at our booth, which is N2701, but more likely you might see me running all over the place trying to get to all my appointments on time. If you see me, definitely stop me and say hi. I will be the one with the green hair who obviously hasn't slept right in days. I might even want to grab a soundbite from you about the show. In this episode, I get to chat with Ebony Stevenson of Designs by Ebony in Newport News, Virginia. Ebony's received quite a bit of recognition from 30 Under 30 and 40 Under 40 lists, including the one by the NKBA and Professional Remodeler. She is also one of our 2018 50 innovators and has even helped to judge our design awards in the past. Ebony, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, Autumn. I appreciate it. It's definitely an honor. You know, I was wondering, what do you think has been your greatest professional achievement so far? You know, and how has that defined your design career? Interestingly enough, um, when people ask me that, I always think is my greatest achievement starting my company at such a young age in the Mm -hmm. face of diversity? Is it, you know, starting a company having a disability or things like that? But I've realized in the past two years, that my greatest achievement was actually not just starting my company, but maintaining it, that I've experienced several personal losses um, in the past year, including the loss of my little brother. And I realized that through everything, my company did not take a hit from that, even having to take time off to, to deal with that, that I have such an awesome team and a network of people that I work with that none of my clients had to suffer because of personal things that were going on in, in my life or even having to take time off, that I've, I've built a great network of people locally here in coastal Virginia and that, you know, my subs, my contractors, my installers, my suppliers, um, without even having to say a word, everybody was just on board and took care of everything. Um, so I think for that, I'd, I'd have to say that that's probably my greatest achievement is, you know, going through all of that but still maintaining my company and keeping all of my clients happy just knowing I have a great team to back me up. That's huge. And, and, you know, I'm wondering, what do you think contributes to the success of your team? Like what dynamics have you built into the infrastructure of your company that has helped you to maintain through personal and professional difficulties? That's a good question. Um, I'd say first and foremost, being picky. That yeah. It took me several years to find the team that I have now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm an interesting person, or at least that's what they tell me. Um, <laughs> I'm a very detailed-oriented person. Um, I'm not going to say that I micromanage, but I like to be involved in every aspect of the projects. My clients pay their good, hard-earned earned money for these projects, and I want to make sure that they're seen through. So sure. it took me years to actually find different crews of people who, one, understand me, understand my personality, but also can carry through with installing my projects without having any issues that we've made sure, you know, first and foremost, that one, we get along, but two, communication, that I make sure that they have special ringtones on my phone. (laughs) That is, if, you know, today is install day and my, my contractor has a question, I'm, I'm, I'm available. I'm available for anything that they need because they have the hard job. They're doing the physical labor out there in the field. Yes, right. I've drawn it. Yes, I've specified it. But I'm not the one picking up a 1,000-pound refrigerator right now and needing to know exactly where it goes. 
So having that open communication and even having pre-construction meetings, I think has been very important to building that team that we all trust each other. Yes. But the homeowner doesn't know us. They don't know, you know, they've heard about our relationships, but we need to show them kind of, you know, how, how we work together, how we vibe together, how we all get along and how we all respect each other. Right. Even though we're all different age groups, different backgrounds, ethnicities, cultures, all of that, that when it comes to the job, we're all the same. You know, we're all, we're all there to work. We're all there to get the job done. We're all there to get paid (laughs) and go home and spend time with our families. So definitely, that's been definitely important. So that's kind of the practical side of, of how you execute your vision. What inspires the creative side of your vision? Like just what inspires you as a designer and a creator? I think what inspires me is just happiness. Yeah. Seeing people happy and living their best lives, no matter what it is. If painting someone's kitchen cabinets yellow, even though I think it might be hideous sometimes, makes somebody happy, we will paint those cabinets yellow all day long. (laughs) And when they call me at Christmas to let me know that their family is over there and they're baking cookies with the grandkids in their yellow kitchen, that's what makes me happy right there. Right. To see people enjoying their spaces and living their best lives. What do you think has been your favorite reaction to a design that you've executed for a client? I would probably have to say my dad's remodel that I did recently. Of course, I love my dad, but I would never work with him again. Sorry, (laughs) Dad. Um, But just from a security standpoint, my father's in law enforcement Mm -hmm. and not even realizing that walls prohibit you from feeling a certain sense of security. Right. So we actually took down the wall between his kitchen and his family room. And I realized he's a more relaxed person when he's at home now. Hmm. And I happen to say, Dad, did, is it because of the Zephyr wine cooler that we put in here? <laughs> or is it because we took down a whole wall and you have a straight shot through the house now? A straight shot as an eyesight, not not a shot with a gun <laughs> um, with law enforcement. But he... Um, He said, you know what, I never realized that, just how much of a sense of security that you have when you can see every vantage point in the house. And this project being different because I get to utilize this kitchen on a weekly basis when I visit my parents. And I can say, wow, you know, this is really one of the first kitchens I actually get to cook in and use every day. It's one of the first kitchens that I got to remove all of the items out of. That Mm -hmm. wasn't very fun. So I, I have, you know... So much respect for my clients now when they're cleaning out the kitchen, but also my father was out of town when we finished the project. So I was actually able to put all of the items back in. Hmm. And you realize, you know, different organizational aspects when it's your, you're the one putting in all the cans of soup or all the vegetables back into the refrigerator or even how to organize the pots and pans in the cabinet. We tell clients how to do it, but if we're not the one physically doing it, it changes that dynamic. Right. So this, this kitchen changed everything for me. Plus, it wasn't my money, so it was more fun to work with. <laughs> <laughs> That's always way more Sorry, fun. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, aside from designing for your dad, you do um, design quite frequently from, um, for a millennial clientele, from what I understand from speaking with you on previous occasions. Yes. Um, you know, yes, what do you ma'am. find that their design preferences are like? What are they like to work with? 
And that is my favorite part with working with millennials. I'm a millennial myself. Mm -hmm. We like whatever we like. It's true. And if we want (laughs) to pay for it, and if that's what we feel our money needs to go to, we're going to do it. And if you tell us no, wait, congratulations, I'm just going to go to somebody else and get it done. I mean, we're not going to make, you know, financial dumb decisions. But if we want purple cabinets, we're going to get purple cabinets. Yep. <laughs> you know, we've got student loans to pay literally for the rest of our lives. Get the purple cabinets, you yes. know. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got to pay for the cabinets. You got to pay for your student loans. Have fun and get what you like. That's probably my favorite part of working with millennials is that they just bring so much fun and excitement to the table. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've gone through a recession before. We've, we've gone through struggling through college and having to get jobs coming out when there weren't jobs really available in the industry. Let us shine. Let us have fun. You know, we're, yeah. we're finally getting to where we need to be in the economy, and that's not our fault. Those were for things that happened in generations before us. If we want to spend money on purple cabinets, let us spend our money on purple cabinets. It's our money, not yours. Kind of more of a you only live once. Yes, you only live once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and you know, other than, you know, purple cabinets, what do you find are some things that are popular with the millennial clientele more than perhaps other generations? That's a good question. Um, I think millennials are a little bit more into color hmm. right now. Um, and, and a mix of colors that it might not be purple cabinets throughout the entire kitchen, but it may be a purple island, a blue island. You know, mm-hmm. it may be a colorful backsplash. I think we're willing to invest our money on a certain wow factor in the kitchen. Yeah. It may not be, you know, fancy appliances because some, some people don't cook as much, but they want to take a majority of their money and put it into low maintenance or no maintenance countertops. Right. Because at the end of the day, we're coming home, you know, we're putting laptops and things on there. We don't want to have to worry about cleaning and maintenance and things like that. But then when you do get into certain appliances, a lot of the smart appliances, I've noticed that a lot of millennials are starting to get into that right now. And it may not be the whole suite of appliances that say the dishwashers. It's it's just, okay, it's a dishwasher. Cool. I don't want to spend a whole bunch of money on it. But, (laughs) oh, my gosh, I can, you know, air fry wings for when the game comes on Sunday and when my friends come over, they'll be impressed by it. Right. Or, you know, I have this fancy cool refrigerator that has a touchscreen on there that it's not really for them sometimes. It's just sometimes because, hey, it's available. Why not have it? It's the same when a new iPhone comes out. (laughs) Was something wrong with your last iPhone? No, but this one's new. You got to pay a bill anyways. Yeah, this (laughs) one's cool. You got to pay for the bill. You might as well have something fun to go with it. So, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, what are they like as, what did they expect from you as a designer in terms of the design process? Like, what kind of hand-holding do you need to do there? (laughs) Oh, that's the fun part. And that's, that's, I think, why I like working with millennials also is we're on the same page. You know, Mm -hmm. we're in the same boat. We're wearing the same shoes that I think on a level of technology, we're equal. Um, I love working with millennials because, like, they expect me to be able to respond to emails, you know, frequently as as during, you know, regular hours and things. But my favorite part of working with millennials has been when I send over an email they have that technology part of them that makes it so much easier for them to respond immediately 
right. um, versus having to send an email and then send a text message to let someone know you sent an email, we automatically get that to our phones, to our smartwatches, to mm-hmm. our iPads and tablets and things like that, that it makes my job so much easier because I'm not having to kind of babysit right. and handhold. Um, but even working with millennials, you know, what they expect from me is kind of what's what's standard, what I feel is standard. If I'm working on a project, 3D renderings is not something difficult to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I understand for, for some people it is just with, the, you know, the technology aspect of it. But I've been working with my design software for 10 years now that if I'm doing the largest project, the whole house remodel, or even just a, a master closet or something like that, it's not as difficult these days to do photorealistic rendering or even a 360 panorama or a virtual reality link um, that it makes it more interactive for our clients. You can get a lot of those kinks worked out before you ever pick up a single tool to do demo on the project. Right. You may spend a little bit more extra time in the preparation phase and planning and selection. But once the project starts, you're not having to stop because, oh, well, we need to figure out how long this shelf needs to be. Well, we've already figured that out. We did that when we sent over the virtual reality link six months ago. Right. Um, so I, I really do enjoy working with millennials on that aspect is that we're on the same page. You know, there's not a there's not a learning curve with technology. And I always ask clients, you know, what do, what do you expect from me technology wise mm-hmm. and how well are you at technology? How do you find that you need to put our, your younger clientele at ease with what is, you know, a large purchase for our historically <laughs> cash strapped generation? Yes. What's the best way to win their win their trust and to kind of keep sticker shock from setting in? I think first, give them a hug (laughs) and let them know, yes, this is one of the scariest things that you're ever going to do, but it's okay. I'm right here with you. Right. And I share with them my personal experience at buying my first house at 24. I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) You know, luckily I had my my dad right there next to me kind of, you know, tell me what to do and what not to do. Of course, my real estate agent. But um, first to let them know I've been there. You know, I know what they're going through. I know how important as a millennial our money is to us. I think other generations think we're just throwing out money and spending it on avocado toast. And, <laughs> okay, that's, if we want to eat that, we can eat that. It's perfectly fine. you know. But our money is our money. Allow us to spend it the way we want to, and we're, we're proud of our money. We've, we've earned it. Right. We had to fight for it. We had to go through a recession to get to it. Oh, yeah. So letting my clients know that up front, it helps them be a little bit more honest and open about their budgets, about their financial limitations, you know, if there are any. And I let them know when, when you let me know what your budget is, I'm not trying to meet that goal. I'm trying to come under that goal. Right. Because things will absolutely will come up on the project, no matter how many virtual realities I show you. Things happen. It's called life. So I always just make sure to let clients know I'm right there with you. And I I tell them, if you have any questions about me personally, it could have nothing to do with your kitchen at all. Hey, Ebony, how old are you? How tall are you? (laughs) You know, what are your physical abilities? I'm very happy to let my clients know that and demonstrate anything to them that I need to. I have fibromyalgia. So there's days I'm with my clients where I have to walk with a cane. 
Mm-hmm. And I do like to let them know ahead of time so they don't think it's like a fancy accessory or something that, <laughs> hey, guys, you know, I'm here to show you some different door styles today. I have my cane with me. Don't worry. You know, I just, I just need to be able to walk today. So, right. you know, letting any personal. client, no matter. Yeah, a little bit more of a personal and that way, too. They're not like, hey, what's going on? And, you know, because you don't want people to treat you any different or to baby you or things like that. But you do want them to be aware that you're going to have those limitations. Right. So. And if they have similar limitations, then it's probably very reassuring. Yeah. Now's the time for us to talk. And I'm a certified aging and clay specialist. So I'm always opening up front about my physical limitations with clients of any age so that if they have any questions, hey, Ebony, we're in this in the showroom. This is a pretty bathtub. You know, you're, you're struggling today. Let me see you get in and out of that bathtub. <laughs> because if you're going to have difficulty, we may have difficulty in 20 years, you know, when we get to your ability level. And I'm like, thanks. No problem. Let me show you how difficult it is to get in and out of this bathtub. Right. But it builds that trust with people. Some clients we already know. Some clients we've been working with for 10, 15 years already. Some clients we just met 10 minutes ago. They don't know you. And you need to earn that trust with them because you're going to be in charge of a very, very large amount of their money. And you want them to feel comfortable with you as you also want to feel comfortable with them. Definitely. If there are certain clients I don't feel comfortable with, I'm okay in life right now, and it's one thing I've learned in the past two years with all the loss that I've been through. It's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that client may not be happy, but if you guys are not vibing, you're not on the same level, you cannot meet their expectations, you can't meet their, their scheduling needs, it's okay to say no. You can refer right. them to someone else, or honestly, you don't have to. That is not your responsibility. That's what the internet is for. The way you found me is the way you can find them. So it's it's okay to say no. You know, as we see more millennials coming up in the industry, how do you think that the industry is going to have to grow and change as these younger generations come into their own and begin either projects of their own or companies of their own? Definitely. I, I think the generations who are not used to us yet, you guys are going to have to adjust. And I don't say that in a mean way, but times are changing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of expectations that we used to have back in the day of even how a designer, a young designer is supposed to look, right. is supposed to dress, how their family dynamics and their morals and things like that are supposed to line up. You know, if I walk into a meeting right now and I have purple hair, which I do, <laughs> that's okay. That that takes nothing away from my credibility and, you know, my accomplishments as a designer. Right. If I have a certain texture of hair because it's the way it naturally grows out of my head, mm-hmm. that's okay. That's just me. That's who I am. You know, if I have tattoos, mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine. That's an expression of myself. As long as, you know, they're not offensive tattoos or, you know, say mean things or things like that, right. <laughs> whatever's on my body has nothing to do with, with not going in your kitchen. I'm not putting a tattoo on your purple cabinet. That's all that matters. <laughs> Unless you want one. Um Unless you want one, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll hook you up with that. But uh, or even piercing, yeah. you know, who cares if there is a fancy piercing in your nose? It's called art. It's called jewelry. Have fun with it. You're right. probably going to have a much better kitchen because you're working with a designer who's had to express themselves. Right. Um, 
But even with a lot of the designers that are coming out now, sometimes a traditional nine to five Monday through Friday work schedule is not what we like to do. My clients might receive emails from me at three in the morning sometimes, Mm -hmm. not because I'm rushing and I'm trying to catch up on work. I'm literally just up at three o'clock in the morning, listening to music, drawing floor plans (laughs) because I can. Um, But even different family dynamics, family values that I know back in the day that the the essence of stability, you know, that shows, oh, this is a stable person. We want to hire them was a married heterosexual couple with children. Yes. A lot of us, that's not some of us these days, and a lot of us really don't care about that. Mm -hmm. If somebody's been with their partner for 10 years and they're not married yet, what in the world does that have to do with you? Absolutely nothing. That has nothing to do with someone's ability, you know, and their education, things like that. It's nothing to do with anything. If a woman my age doesn't have children, what does that have to do with me designing purple cabinets for you? <laughs> you know, just different things like that that I've I've noticed through the years that, you know, we've, we've had to fight through a little bit. Yeah. But I'm here to sell you a kitchen. I'm not here to sell you my personal home life. Right. And I think that's something that as we're going to have younger and younger designers, because we've got designers now that are, you know, just turning 18. Oh They're gosh. coming, <laughs> you know, into college, out of college, trade schools and things like that. Don't discriminate against them because they have tattoos. They have tattoos because their parents allowed them to get tattoos, and that's okay. Right. Don't discriminate against them because they didn't go to a fancy four-year college. That's even better. (laughs) They don't have student loans like the rest of us do. Not everybody has to go to a four-year college. You know, hire the young people that are right out of high school that may not even have the opportunity to attend a trade school. Hire them, teach them. You will get your money back tenfold because you you treat that employee right. They're there to stay. They're loyal. Mm -hmm. You've got someone now who in 10 years can train the next generation of people coming in. And you're not having to hire someone and pay them to do that. Right. Um, But also even with, you know, younger people coming in, Take advantage of their technology. Yeah. You know, we've, we've got generations of people who are coming out now that literally are born with smartphones in their hands. Mm-hmm. They are coming out of the womb that they know how to use <laughs> a smartphone. They know how to use a tablet. Right. Don't think of that as a bad thing. Use that to your advantage. If you don't know how to use the 3D rendering software, guess who does? The person Mm -hmm. you're about to hire who's, you know, 24 years old, 18 years old, a 16-year-old intern, Mm -hmm. you know, whoever it is, use that as your advantage. If it's something you're not good at, find someone who is. And that's that's okay to do that, you know, because right now a lot of 3D photorealistic rendering, that's a standard. That's not something you should, you know had to strive towards that's just what we know how to do because it's what we've been taught our whole lives right you know you can go to walmart right now and buy a design software off of the shelf you don't you don't have to go to college for this stuff it's it's very easy so instead of discriminating and you know being scared of the next generation that's coming in we're not here to take your jobs eventually don't you want to retire you know don't you want to go home don't you want to travel the globe on your yacht and things like that hire the next generation so that you're able to do that they're they're not there to compete with you but also embrace them teach them you know mentor them 
what are some ways we can be reaching out to the younger generation of designers and ensuring that they know what kind of opportunities there are for them in this industry? Definitely. That is a very, very good question. I know myself that um, with my company, Designs by Ebony, I actually have a mentorship program mm-hmm. um, where I, I do reach out into the community or most of the times it's, it's students that are coming to me. Hey, you know, I saw your website and there's a picture of you and you look like me. Right. I've never seen anybody in our industry who looks like me before. Or, hey, you're a lady designer and you're wearing construction clothes and things like <laughs> that. Can I just spend a day with you? And I know sometimes I'll, I'll take them to different job sites with me. I'll take them to different events. Um, and just so that way they can, they can, one, learn how to be an adult. They can learn how to be around us, us crazy designers, people right. in the construction industry, but just see the dynamics of how we work. But I think it's important for us um, as an industry, as an industry, to really start reaching back. Yeah. And I don't mean just younger generations that are in college right now, not just even high school, not just even middle school, up to even elementary school, that we've got to get back into the trades. We've got to get back into teaching young yeah. people it is okay to work with your hands. Yeah. Technology is cool. I love all of that. Every child knows how to use a tablet right now. I need a child who knows how to use Legos. <laughs> Those right. are the kids that, in, you know, in 20 years, that's how everything started for me was with Legos. Mm-hmm. Legos and Lincoln Logs, you know. Um, but we've, we've got to let the kids know it's okay to work with your hands. And, you know, as we come up on KBiz, um, you know, my last question to you today is, what is your number one survival tip for wandering that show floor? <laughs> How did you know what I've been thinking about all day long? Because <laughs> I'm um, thinking about it too. Yes, I'm, I'm so stressed out right now. Um, I'd have to say my one survival tip for KBiz is pace yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my schedule right now, and literally every single minute of every single day is scheduled. We have to remember to pace ourselves. Yes. We're not going to see every booth. We're not going to see every speaker. We might make it to every party because that might be a priority. <laughs> but we have to remember to pace ourselves um, and not overdo it. Because at the end of the week, we don't live in Vegas. We don't live at KBiz. No. We don't live in that fancy cabinet booth. We still have to go back home take care of our businesses, take care of our clients, and most important, take care of ourselves and have fun with your hair. Do whatever you want to. So <laughs> that's, Now's that's the time my to favorite start. part of KBiz. <laughs> Now's the time to start. <laughs> All right, Ebony. Well, I've really appreciated this conversation, and I will see you at KBiz. Thank you, Autumn. See you in a few days. KBD Radio is hosted and produced by Autumn McGar with music by David Ayala. For more information about kitchen and bath design news, please visit our website at kitchenbathdesign.com. 